2: America once again happy Friday to all out there it is a beautiful day here in the nation's capital we're on the campus of American University in a supply closet inside the Mary Graydon Center this is fanatic radio I'm your host Michael Gardner with me always co-host Dan Goldman ready to bring you two-hour show of sports and anything else on your mind Once again, feel free to also call into the show, 202-885-8700, facebook.com, slash fanatic radio, like the page, and get all the extra stuff going on during the week, but of course as always, thank you for tuning in, wvau.org, this is Fanatic Radio once again, Michael Gardner here with Dan Goldman, Dan, how was your week? Apart from uh, any side no. stuff that happened. Yeah,
3: I won't talk about how my week was. I hope everyone else had a great week, uh, enjoying this weather, and having a great Friday. Don't be scared to call in today. No question is a stupid question.
2: I know, yeah, we got a lot of callers last week. So, yeah, feel free, 202-885-8700. And October, since tomorrow is October. Finally, the baseball playoffs. We'll commence, we'll actually start the show off today with baseball. Uh, I guess we should start off with 161 games played, what was it, on Tuesday? Final games of the season. And it comes down to, well, I guess six teams have already clinched. All we needed were the two wild card spots. And lo and behold, Red Sox and the Braves had the wild card spots going into those final games. And... As crazy as the world of sports is, both those teams did not end up making the playoffs as the Rays will end up facing the Texas Rangers. And who do the Cardinals play? Cardinals and the Phillies. Cardinals, Phillies, yep. Cardinals, Phillies. And And Brewers, Diamondbacks. Brewers, Diamondbacks, Yankees, Tigers. And so, Dan, I will start with you on this one. We'll talk about the NL. Your thoughts on the whole Atlanta Braves collapsing
3: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, They had a great team this year, great offense, but uh, their pitching was just terrible down the stretch. And, uh, you know, Tim Hudson pitched a great game that last game, and who's that rookie of the year closer that they got blew it. So, you know, nothing you can do about that.
2: Yeah, we said last week, of course, uh, holding the uh, credibility of being 95% right, we actually said last week on the show the Cardinals would make the playoffs. I believe we did. So, one for two on that. The uh, other 50% we missed was, in fact, the Boston Red Sox, who, I guess, I know, Dan, you said that you weren't going to talk about it on the show.
3: No. (laughs) I plead plead the fifth.
2: So, uh, Yankees end up blowing with a 7-0 lead. Rays end up winning, and the rest is history for that. But I guess, are you willing to talk about the actual playoff picture?
3: Yeah, let's um if you want me to start in uh the NO with the Brewers Diamondback yes. series. That's actually a, Looking r- forward a really to good series. As
2: Diamondbacks, I guess the the dream since story of the year.
3: It's so just uh yeah, exactly. High octane offense against great pitching in Milwaukee. Um and I think pitching will always prevail. And Milwaukee has a great rotation, really deep and a really deep bullpen as well. And uh their closer, Axford 46 days on the year. He's been amazing. They have a great setup guy in Frankie Rodriguez. And uh, I don't see the Diamondbacks um, out-pitching them, although they do have Ian Kennedy, but one pitcher can't win it
2: for BJ Upton's still on the team, right?
3: Yeah, BJ Upton is on the team.
2: All right, I think for, yeah, for Arizona. I yeah. think just one guy is not enough. No, sorry, so. Justin just oh, Upton. Oh, Justin Upton. I don't think one guy is enough, though, to right. carry a team through. Oh, wow. Yeah. All righty, we got our first caller of the day. What's up? You are on Fanatic Radio. Hello? Yes, hello. Can I ask you a question? Of course, go ahead. Um, I was wondering how... I was wondering how they feel about the
0: irony
2: of the Carl Crawford one play. How do you feel about the irony of Carl Crawford, Dan?
3: Uh... I don't know if there's so much irony to it. I mean, yeah, he should have caught it, but I guess people can say it's ironic since we just signed him to a $147 million contract and he just did nothing for us all season. But we that wasn't even the play that lost the game. We didn't deserve to win. Nobody wanted to win on that team, and that's all I'm going to say about the Red Sox today. Thank you, caller, for that question.
2: Oh, yeah, once again, phone line 202-885-8700. Make sure to call in. Uh, I guess no Red Sox questions, though. Because I mean, if you want to <laughs> point
3: your Sox questions to Michael, then all the power as to a, as you.
2: As much as I know what the Red Sox is, minimum to zero, I'm just glad the Rangers made the playoffs for the second consecutive year. Mm, yeah, Rangers. They actually play the, uh, the race tonight at 5.07 Eastern on TBS. Definitely uh, can't wait to watch C.J. Wilson open it up for the Rangers as we make our march to a, hopefully another pennant win and World Series appearance. The only time is we actually need to win four games this time to win the World Series. It's funny that you're doing all this without Cliff Lee, like last year. I know that's the thing. I feel like that's the Just difference. Depending makes. on your homegrown home like pitchers. I feel like that's the difference maker, though.
3: That's the best way to do it.
2: Because with him, he added so much dynamic to the team. And I feel like without him, though, he's that, that extra guy. But, of course, hopefully some of his magic rubbed off on Wilson, J. Wilson. and everyone else. And Holland. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to the Rangers race. I guess you definitely want the Rangers to win.
3: Um, yeah, I, I really don't have any pick. I kind of want Tampa Bay to win just so everyone can be like, wow, this team is really boring and they have a terrible fan base. I'd rather the Boston Red Sox get in. But it really doesn't matter to me and We have another caller.
2: All right. What's up? You're on fanatic Radio. How you doing? Doing all right. Are you having a good day? Am I having a uh, Dan? Are we having a good day? I think so. I think so. That's TGIF. Good all right. Uh, go ahead. Talk about the man I saw backstage tonight. Who is that?
3: Can you uh, call back Caller in a few minutes We're having technical difficulties Can you hear me? Just hang up
2: Like, like barely Alright Is there, there a volume? Yeah, trying to fix the volumes For our callers So Hopefully we can get that fixed
3: Uh, But yeah The Yankee series
2: yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah Yankees opened up uh, Playoff Played tonight against the Detroit Tigers, Cece Sabathia versus Justin Verlander. Very excited for That's that matchup. That's a matchup right up. there. Who do you think will come out on top?
3: Well, I'm, I would never bet against Verlander. He's kind of like the Cliff Lee of last year. Just pitch, oh, he hasn't pitched in a while, but I don't know. He's just this stuff has been amazing all year. Is and there I'm,
2: is there a fear that he's going to? I the Tigers are going to. Of course, we'll get to that question in a minute. Hopefully, our phones are working this time as we have another caller. What's up? You're on Fanatic Radio. Thanks for calling in. Hello. Of course, that's our su- that's our uh, subject for this segment. Go ahead. What's your question? I'm sorry, I'm well. This is the one and only Steve Rosenberg, if I'm correct. You are correct, my friend. How are you doing, my man? You're doing good,
4: man. i have listened to the show so far.
5: You guys are doing a
2: good job. Yep, uh, we're trying our best here on WVAU. Nice,
5: nice. So, my right, my question. I'm not going to talk about the collapse, but I I just have a question. What is Goldman's thought on Francona? what these reports are saying, leaving the Red
3: Sox. Is this My thoughts. Well, he's not getting fired. It's basically they met this morning, and they refused to say anything that happened in the meeting. But uh, basically he has an option for this year, next year, $4.5 each year. And, uh, you know, he had a long eight years here. I think right now he's in a locker room with a bunch of prima donnas who are getting overpaid, and that's not his style of baseball. And I don't blame him. He doesn't deserve to... To deal with that kind of stuff, uh, his players pretty much quit on him in September this year. And um, but when all is done, if he does leave this year, uh, I'm sure any Boston uh, reporter would say he was the best. Uh, that was the best tenure of management ship.
5: How does this affect his legacy, though? Do you think
3: his legacy? Yeah, obviously he's not going out on top like he would like to. But I mean, people pu- in 10 years, I think people are going to remember him for two World Series and bring the first World Series to Boston 86 years rather than missing the playoffs in 2011.
5: I was watching TV, and I saw this thing about Theo Epstein about you know, a good chance he might leave for Chicago. But what do you think of the theory now that because of what happened, he's more inclined to stay because he doesn't want you know his lasting impact to be the end of the season?
3: Yeah, I don't really think he is worried about that particular um, aspect of it uh Chicago yeah i heard chicago was both chicago's uh could be a place he could wind up um but i think if he does leave he's going to take a year off i mean that was just a tough season for him to deal with with all the with all the player and the and the lack of chemistry in the locker room
5: oh no i completely agree um and- and what do you think? Carl Crawford really never was a good fit in Boston. I mean, he just seemed to take the money. Like I don't blame him for taking the money. Would you agree with that? Carl Crawford would have been better going to a place like the Angels or
3: something. Oh, I, I completely agree. He, uh, you know, you put that much money in front of someone's face, and they really—you ha- can't blame him. He took up—he took the money, and he never really wanted to go to Boston. He's not fit for a town like this. He can't play left field there with the Green Monster. And uh, yeah, he would have been—he would have loved Anaheim, and would have been a lot happier there. But, I mean, he took the financial choice, which a lot of players are doing. And uh, I probably would do the same thing. I mean, oh, I, mean, I
5: no question I would have done the same thing, too. Who do you think replaces Francona, or who would you like to see possibly? I
3: was going to ask you that. Uh, since you're a Philadelphia-based person, uh, what do you think about your bench coach, uh, Mack- Macklin?
5: Macklin? Mackin? Yeah, Macklin. How
3: do you what, how do you feel about him?
5: Is that your speculation so far?
3: Yeah, because Francona hasn't even technically left yet, so...
5: Uh, it's interesting because the only managing experience that I know that he's had was when really Bob Boone was fired in Cincinnati and he was the interim coach um, for the rest of the season. Now, I can't quite recall how they did going forward for that season, but I do recall them having somewhat uh, success. Now, if you're trying to poach some Philadelphia coaches, an interesting name that I I would think is a guy named Ryan Sandberg, who we all know, Mm -hmm. bypassed by the Chicago Cubs last year. That's why he came to Philadelphia. Uh, because he was just spurned and, and he just didn't want to be in the organization anymore. He's a guy who's been ready to be a manager for a, a long time, and I honestly don't know when his opportunity is going to be in Philly. We don't know how much longer Charlie Manuel plans on, on managing the Phillies, and even if he would be the likely successor were he to retire anytime soon. So I think that's a guy you should seriously consider as the next manager of the Red Sox.
3: Yeah, I'm sure Theo Epstein, if he's still here, will have a... <laughs> Long brigade of, of uh, candidates that he will be interviewing and uh, that John Henry will be interviewing. Um, I
5: mean, any, any chance an in house candidate?
3: In house candidate? I mean, I would love to say Jerry Remy, but I, I'm i 100% <laughs> sure he will never do it. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: But I mean, that's. I mean,
5: I completely agree, but you see a guy like Ortiz, is he coming back?
3: Um, I, I don't see how they don't sign him to another, I don't know, maybe two year deal with an option. I mean, he just had. MVP-like season, although he did do nothing in September, but none of the team did. But uh, he uh, he had over 300, hit 30 home runs, and had over 100 RBIs. I mean, I don't know how you don't sign him. Give him what he wants, you know? Like, that, that's offense that, that you had to buy.
5: And I, I actually can't believe I'm saying this. Is there any chance, because I think we can both agree that one of the worst free agent signings in the history of the franchise was <laughs> the John Lackey signing of last year.
6: Mm-hmm. Is there any
5: chance the Red Sox just bite the bullet and either try to trade him and take a majority of that money or even release him because I think we can both agree the John Lackey experiment has failed in Boston.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, you you can't afford to to pay uh, $18 million and not get anything in return if you release him. You're not getting
5: anything in return anyway. I mean, mean, You might as well pay $18 million to get a zero ERA than pay $18 million and let up six runs a game. Yeah,
3: I agree. He He was horrific, but I... I mean, yeah, they could. The logical thing, if they were to get rid of him, would be to trade him to a team who needs a pitcher and probably eat, like, half his salary, which, I mean, is still a lot of money, and I don't know if they want to do that. I mean, they'd rather have him as, like, a five-starter, because uh, they're definitely going out this offseason and getting someone to replace him in the four spot. But, yeah, he, he's just an awful signing, and another Theo Epstein terrible gamble.
5: Okay. Well, let me... Uh let me switch to a little more happier topic. I know they lost this week, but when you know it's all said and done, we all know the Patriots are going to probably win that division and probably you know go far in the playoffs. If you look at like a guy like Tom Brady, who is on pace for throwing like eight thousand yards this season, let me get your thoughts on the Patriots before I go.
2: I feel like it's just a minor bump in the road for a team that could really run the table in that division. Uh, lucky for the Patriots, the Jets also lost. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like, although it's tough because they're in their division, but I feel like that the Patriots, that's something that, a team that was so oh, so perfect for the first two games of the season, they saw it what their, I guess, weaknesses were in a way, something they could easily fix.
3: Yeah, Are you guys, I'm sorry, go. I was just going to say, Patriots defense is so young and inexperienced right. that a smart quarterback like Ryan Fitzpatrick just absolutely shredded them up. But uh, I, knowing Belichick, he'll come up with um, – some change or some system that'll end up working in the end.
5: I mean, yeah. I mean, that was the problem last year too. That the, the, the pass defense was just the problem, the Achilles heel for the Patriots. Um, so, if I can just, you know, read between the lines here, are you, are you guys buying the uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, train going right now in the media?
2: I'm not. I feel like he has no experience though, and it'll get to a point in his season where. I feel like this team will be like the Broncos a few years ago when they had when Josh McDaniels was their new coach. They went I think it was six and zero, and then just ended up collapsing because other teams sort of figured out the Bills. I don't. know. I feel like that's what's going to happen.
3: I'm not buying the Bills, but I'm definitely buying Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, a a smart quarterback like that is really rare in the NFL, and uh, he he doesn't even have a good. He doesn't really have a good offense, and he's still doing something with it. Well, that's
5: not true. Scott Chandler's been playing well. Stevie Johnson. (laughs) I saw Steve Young say that Stevie Johnson, Ryan Fitzpatrick combination is one of the top five uh, combinations, believe right now.
3: Uh, I mean, right now, yeah, because they, they're you know they're three and you know, zero, they're on fire. Uh, if Steve Young was to say that at the end of the season, then that would be a bold prediction.
5: And listen, CJ Spiller's not doing anything. I mean, nobody ever had any picks for him or anything. Mm-hmm.
3: But,
5: uh, but but Fred Jackson, he's he's quite well, you
3: know. Fred Jackson, yeah. Uh, the old veteran that still there though, still still, still getting some, still getting some yards <laughs> out of him.
5: Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time other than this one point. I saw on your Facebook group that you're taking uh, a list of the top five sports movies. Let me just throw in a, a dark horse a movie called Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe.
2: Ooh, very good movie. All right. Thank you for that. All right. Thanks sure for your
5: call, Steve boys. I'll try to join you uh, in the future. Maybe I can come in studio and uh, we can hash this out for the whole two hours.
2: We'd love to have you. Best of luck to your Phillies as well in the playoffs.
5: Thank you, guys.
2: All right. See you. Come have off. a good one, guys. All right. That was our Philadelphia native Steve Rosenberg. And, of course, with us in the studio, as always, is our uh, I guess fantasy slash Anything else in general, <laughs> Mr. Man? Corey Ward, the big boy in the house. What's, what's up, up Cory? How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing all right. How's your Friday been?
7: I uh, can't complain. Taking the LSAT tomorrow, so uh, just looking to get that over with. Ooh.
2: All right. Uh, we have Corey Ward in the studio as well, so the big trio in the house. So we have another call on the line. What's up? You are tuning in on Fanac Radio.
3: Anyone there. Alright. Lost call.
2: Alright, I guess going back to baseball. Corey, what are your thoughts on the whole game one hundred and sixty two and the whole that whole wild card play sort of just turned out? Just unreal. I mean, could you ask for anything Oh, you feel like you couldn't script anything no, not better. Phones are blown up here at Fanatic Radio. What's up? Welcome to the show. You're on Fanatic Radio.
0: Uh, yes, I have a question for Dan.
2: All right.
8: I'm here. Um,
0: JD Drew said he might be retiring, and he probably will. And although he did have a couple of singles in the past couple games, he really had a terrible season because he was injured. But what do you think they're going to do for a replacement for JD Drew? Do you see them trying to sign a free agent such as star Willie Mopena or another great right fielder?
3: Yeah, I don't know about that Willy Mo Pena option, but uh no, Josh Reddick will be the starting right fielder next season and uh Because he
0: played Reddick played terrible in September, so
3: Well like, I mean well, it, what do
0: you want to do with him?
3: It was his first uh, first, you know, he came up in the big leagues mid season, uh started hitting four hundred and then yeah, obviously that's gonna happen to someone their first season in the major leagues, but he he's their future. They're putting all, all their eggs in his basket and uh he will be starting in right field next next up. Uh, and what
0: do you think they're going to do with the catcher situation with Why Do you think they're going to get rid of him and keep Malakia or well, do you think they're going
3: to Well, well, he'll he'll start in AAA next year. He was just a rookie this year. And uh yes, yeah, Malakia will start next year. I don't know what the verdict situation is, but um yeah, the the big catcher, he'll he'll start in AAA if Malakia doesn't start coming through, um which he didn't at the latter part of the season then I think they will start making moves in the catcher situation. But he's nice to have for our future.
0: And the Red Sox got hit with many injuries this season, one particular to Kevin Euclid. Do you think we should get some backup on the bench, like such as Pokey Reese or Mark Bellhorn?
2: Pokey Reese.
3: I'm pretty sure they're both retired. <laughs> um,
2: I know, but there's always a chance to come out of retirement. Yeah, hey, Randy Moss tried that a few times. That is true. You uh, know, we We've
0: seen this happen with such great players like Michael Jordan. And, you know, Brett Favre, and, you know, maybe Bellhorn wants another shot.
3: No, I think Bill Miller is trying to suit up again. Uh, If we want to take a stab at that, he's he's a great bench option. Uh, Maybe even. I think Jose Offerman is still in shape as well. uh, Thank you very
2: much. He wants to give it a go. All
3: right. Thank you for the call. All
2: right. Thanks for calling in to get
7: back to an earlier point that Cole was trying to make. I would I would be very cautious to judge any player on the Red Sox about their September performance, other than the fact that, uh, I mean, don't look at averages or hits or I mean that was just I think an awful month for every player on that team. And um, like I said, when you're judging that performance, judge with caution. I mean, there's some great players on that team that just had absolutely. I think this, awful yeah, this months.
2: is a team that started was it two and twelve, and everyone thought oh yeah. this is the downfall of a team that wasted their money in the off season. But, all right, more calls on the way. What's up? Thanks for calling. You're on FNAC Radio. Hi. Hey, what's up? How are you?
1: Johnny to you about me, right?
2: Excuse me?
9: Corey
3: All right. Well, Corey, what, what are your uh, last thoughts? I know you were in, um... Philadelphia for the for the NHL preseason game last night. Uh what did you see and uh what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I mean
7: Yamir Yager looked untouchable. Uh him and Claude Giroux on the same line just look absolutely fantastic. Uh a lot of Philadelphia fans are finally starting to see some value in that three million dollar signing for Yager coming out of the KHL. Um there's a lot of projections out there, seeing him as a 60-point man this season. And his. Uh, to be honest, his play so far in uh, preseason, uh, you can honestly believe it to some degree. I, I think some concerns with Yager, you're going to see, um, you know, he's a little bit older. The length of 82 games uh, in the NHL on a smaller rank, more physicality, could take a, take a uh wear and tear on uh, Yalmir. But, I feel um, like he'll
2: get some random like shoulder injury. Yeah, in I place, mean, that like absolutely December, could yeah. happen.
7: But, uh, I mean, he's been looking... He's been picking up the garbage in front of the net. He's been uh, playing the boards pretty well. And like I said, with him and uh, Claude Giroux on the same line, looks great.
2: So could this be the year for the Flyers? <laughs>
7: um, like a lot of Flyers fanatics are hoping for it. Uh, but, I mean... There's a lot of unanswered questions with that team as well, especially on their wing play. So, but you know, if Yaalmir is as good as uh, he's been showing it so far, I think he's got four preseason goals, uh, and a couple assists. Wayne Simmons looks absolutely dominant out there. Uh, you know, he's had the a little bit of controversy this preseason, but I mean, he's putting the puck in the net like last night against the Devils, and uh, putting he gets getting some power play time as well, and uh, he's looking good.
2: All right, uh, I guess switching gears, going back to baseball, two more things before we go to our first music break. Ozzie Guillen wins his final game as a manager with the White Sox, heads off to South Beach. What are your thoughts on him going down to coach, I guess, or manage the, I guess, new Miami Marlins? It just makes sense. It really,
7: I mean, to me, I that's mean, like has, the perfect Chicago... For Chicago. I mean, he he won the World Series. It was great for him, five, you man, know. Okay. Broke that broke that streak. Uh, I think Chicago just needed the change, though. They uh, needed to change some stuff up in that uh, for that ball club. And uh, Florida. I mean, look, that's great for them, you know. Like it hey, brings some brings some media guy, too, yeah. too. Bring some attention. Players will uh, you get get the new feel stadium, maybe a little more yeah. uh, excited to be there. And. uh you know, it's a, it's a play to win some more games this next season, I think, and that's the right direction. They and they'll actually going. be in uh, Miami next year.
3: They'll yep. be the Miami Marlins. So that'll be exciting.
2: And also, and, uh, the final thing for baseball, the uh, Jose Reyes situation ends up winning the NL hitting champ of the year, but comes at a hefty price in his last game of the season, got a single, and then asked to sit out the rest of the game. It wasn't
3: just a single. It was a bunt single.
2: Bunt single. Is that the right thing to do? Should he have stayed and played the entire game, or?
8: Um,
3: I think. Done? I think yeah. If you want to be the batting champion, then you have to earn it, and that's playing every single game. You know, taking all your at bats, and if you can't do it that way, then you're not a batting champion.
2: Yeah, because I read something yesterday. Ted Williams going into his final game many many years ago had it was three ninety nine. I ended up going six for eight, and that's what got It's It was actually go. a double
3: header, and he yeah. and uh, the manager asked if he wanted to sit, and he said no, and he went six for eight and batted four hundred six.
2: guess uh, yes, uh, this will be our final caller before we go to break. But what's up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio. Good afternoon. Hey, what's up?
1: Tell me your
2: name. Our names. Well, this is Michael Gardner and Dan Goldman. Thanks for calling Hello. in. Thanks for calling in.
9: Just answer this question.
2: Uh, what's, the, what's your question?
4: What kind of work do you do?
2: This is a sports talk radio show on WVAU dot org Fridays from two to four.
1: I want you to
10: speak slowly, speak clearly, so that I
2: understand. You. We're trying the best we can, ma'am.
11: I'm 10 steps
7: ahead of you. I'm a lot older than you are. You may be as smart as I am when you get to be my age, but you're not saying that. So I got a, I got a question for the, for the two of you before we go into that break. Mm-hmm. Are You guys, uh, one popular pick with this series, uh, the series, uh, the postseason series for baseball coming up is Detroit mm-hmm. over Ooh. New York. Are you buying or selling Detroit in four or five? Or three for that matter, but do you, I mean, do you see that happening? Well, I mean, the I way they played
2: against Tampa Bay that last game, it's kind of hard not to pick Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think I think because the playoffs are so stretched out, and Verlander will get yep. two or three starts. They probably, as long as he's pitching, I think there's two games right there you can win, and then if you can, if he wins tonight, that steals one from New York. So I feel like Detroit is definitely one of those dark horses in this. In this playoff, like at least in the AL,
3: uh, I don't even think it, it would be an upset. I I am predicting Detroit right. to win, uh, just because of the pitching factor. The Yankees just have you know they have one pitcher, and do you trust Ivan Nova in the playoffs? I mean, I wouldn't. But you have Verlander going Game One and Game Four, if necessary. If not, Game Five. So that's that's pretty much you're counting on two wins right there. You need one other pitcher to step it up and and you win. So I mean. I would not be surprised at all if Detroit won.
2: And that could easily happen in the playoffs as well. Of course. Clear cool, your thoughts on the, uh, the Phillies? So, <laughs> if you're a fan, going up against a very motivated St. Louis team.
7: To be honest, I wasn't too happy that we beat the Braves and let in St. Louis. I'd much <laughs> rather see the Braves this postseason. But, uh... Yeah, they're, they're sitting pretty hot right now. It does have me a little bit scared, but you guys have brought up the points about pitching before, and uh, no need to reiterate that. I just think that the pitching is going to carry us through to the uh, hopefully the World Series and bring it back home.
2: Only time will tell, though, because that is October 1st. NLDS begins with Phillies, St. Louis, and Milwaukee, Arizona. And I'll do it for our baseball segment first part of the show. Uh, thanks to Corey Ward. <laughs> Coming. Any final things about fantasy? Your boy Chris Johnson's still not looking good. Yeah, I was good.
7: about to apologize for that one last <laughs> week.
2: I, uh, you didn't really live up to that 100, 152 <laughs> touchdown game. We'll definitely talk more about that later on the show. We got college football, pro football, uh, NBA news Ooh, as well. So, yep. Can
3: uh, I go to Corey's after all that?
2: So uh, stay with us. You're listening to FNAC. Hold your calls also until we get back on the air. So you, until then, you'll listen to FNAC Radio and WVAU. You were bad girl and your friend's bad too.
1: Oh, you got the swag sauce, drip drippin' swag,
4: go. You were bad girl and your friend's bad too. Oh, you got the swag sauce, you drippin' swag, go. Oh. Drip oh, I may be young, but I'm ready. Shook it! Degrees. I ain't worried about them fuck niggas over there, but they worry about me. I got a homeboy named Butter and another homeboy, that nigga named Cheese. Fuck with me, baby, I make it milk till it drips down your knees. Speak this shit for real old, brain real old. Kiddo say he looks up to me, this just makes me feel old. Never thought that we could become someone else's hero. Man, we were just in the food court, eating I get rolls yesterday, that's away, Every single morning I tried to pray. Grandma and them, they never forgot. Nothing else really mean nothing to me. I ain't studying to be. Talking to me, Girl, why you fuck with me? Move on, ain't nothing to see. Always from the song, I'm the wrong. Off the rip, cause of him, all of them will remember. But the men, nut they fell in love with rap. Black like having your cousin back. Blue like when that rent is due. Cream like when I'm living. Yeah. Saucy drip swag go You a bad girl and your friends bad too.
1: Oh. He got the swag, saucy, drippin' swag, goo. Oh.
12: this year, so it seems to take it for granted, but he definitely, let's take a look, as that football closes in on the left upright, it never disappears, it actually goes, that look right there, I don't know, it's not behind, it's in front, it's not behind, that ball would disappear, the middle of that football would disappear, had it been behind the upright.
2: Alright, welcome back to Phonetic Radio, here on WVAU, Dan Gold, Michael Gardner, pumping you two hours of sports and music. That was the clip from last week in college football where the play Rockets were taking on the Syracuse Orange. And, of course, I know that's a, a matchup that all of you were wanting to see, but the significance of that was uh, the score was 27-30. Syracuse was taking the extra point, and the officials said it was good when clearly, as video evidence shows, and we'll definitely have the site posted up on our Facebook page, that the ball actually did not go past. It shanked why I left. But even after video evidence and everything, the officials said it was good. So it's 31 and then... No, it's 30 It should have been twenty-nine twenty-seven. Toledo ends up kicking a field goal to tie the game, which Toledo should have won, and it goes into overtime, and Syracuse ends up winning.
3: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Human error really affects the game, and everyone knows that.
2: But yeah, human error is <clears> an extent. Though, what
3: did all the Big East say they were going to do about it?
2: I have no idea. Syracuse is out of the Big East eventually, so yeah, that's true. Who knows? All right. Uh, just as we return, got caller on the line. Thanks for calling in. You're on FNAC Radio. Hi,
1: this is Noah Benjamin.
2: Noah, welcome you? back.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I I just want to talk about a few things today. Uh, one thing. Uh, my Yankees my Yankees are number one <laughs> I was glad to see the Red Sox go what do you think led to their collapse I still don't understand it
2: <laughs> well I mean of course speaking for Dan um, I have no idea I guess I would personally say it was Big Poppy saying it's panic time because as soon as that happens that's like, 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 the Inception, like the Inception movie you plant an idea in your mind and it sort of just stays there I think as soon as you have one of your star players <laughs> worrying. I think
3: uh, that day that your bed was flipped, no, I think that was the day that everything turned around and really caused the collapse.
1: I I hope so. I hope so. So, what's up? Is Tito out? Is Tito out?
3: Uh, we think so, yeah. I don't think they're going to pick up his option for next year uh, in I mean, it's it's his decision. He's not getting fired or anything. He had a meeting with uh, Theo today, but there's no word on whether he officially resigned. But, yeah, he's most likely gone, unfortunately. Oh, I was
1: reading ESPN, and uh, it looks like Bobby Valentine could come
3: in. I mean, yeah, that's That would not more... surprise me. Yeah, he's he's on, like, ESPN. Uh, he's on baseball night nowadays, but I don't know. He'd
2: probably bring his mustache with him and everything.
3: I, hope so. I would hope so. Uh, I don't know about him with the Red Sox, but who knows? It's a long offseason.
1: I mean, I just I just can't believe how they just fell apart. Them and the Braves.
2: Yeah, uh, the Braves. That's that's just bad. A uh, three outs away from uh, taking a wild card spot, and mm-hmm. it goes away just like that. So that's tough. Of course, yeah, you couldn't. As Corey was saying on our last segment, you couldn't write a better script for this. 160 games in the season and the last game turns out to be absolute chaos.
3: Yeah, honestly, I think the odds, someone, someone tweeted like the odds of what happened actually happening it was like 1 in 3 million something.
2: He still featured Twitter.
3: Incredible. How's, uh, how's your Rosh Hashanah going Noah?
1: It's good, it's good. I actually have to go. My condition are burning in the oven.
2: Alright, thanks for calling us.
1: Shabbat everybody.
2: One of our loyal callers. Thank you Noah. <laughs> Uh, what's up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio.
3: Hello? Another, another drop call. All right.
2: Hit SEO's Go. But once again, 202 885 8700 is the phone number. Just like that. Another caller. What's up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio.
11: Yeah, I got a question for you guys. Um, who do you think would make a better replacement for Francona? Dennis Bogazanska
2: or Kenny Hahn? Uh, what do you? Th- uh, that's all you going? I have no idea who <laughs> people are. Oh,
11: uh, um, what about Bernard Kravitz?
2: Uh,
3: honestly, I think uh, you know, Dennis has has the good uh, has the Raleigh fingers mustache going on, and um, <laughs> I think he would make a great manager. Uh, I don't know if he could fit into the uniform. But um, you know, I I don't know if he's down to give up his days of lobstering and uh, fighting with Nolan. But, you don't think so? What I
11: about think... uh, what about Bear Speranza?
3: Bear Speranza, uh, that's a dark horse right there because you know he's he's been a great pitching coach in the minor leagues for a while, and uh, he's got a lot of experience. He's very intelligent with the game, and um, I don't know, I don't I don't know if Theo Epstein is uh is uh willing to take someone that inexperienced, but I believe in Bear.
11: And do you think that uh, the Red Sox should have picked up the Bathroom Lizard to pitch that last game? Um, I'm, I
3: don't. I don't know. I mean, the Bathroom Lizard, his, his arm wasn't wasn't too. Uh, his arm was kind of dead the last half of the season, but no, we well, had le, we I had. I mean, he game. has
4: a reputation for coming through in the clutch,
11: really.
3: He does, but uh, you know, they they pitched their ace instead. Bathroom Lizard wasn't too happy about it.
11: All right, and I and I have one more question uh, for you, especially Dan. Um, I have a quick MFK for you. It's Miss Hooley, Miss Damasio, or Miss Mitchell.
3: Um, can you repeat the options, please?
11: Uh, Miss Hooley, Senora Damasio, or Senora Mitchell.
3: Okay, I'll go M Senora Hooley. F Senora uh, Damasio, and K Senora Mitchell. You'd
11: kill Bernice Mitchell.
3: No, i I never said that. Oh,
11: uh, okay. Well, uh, hey, thanks a lot for taking my call. You guys are great. Um, and uh, that's about all i got for you. Thanks for having me on. All right, all right, thanks
2: for calling in. Have a
6: good one,
2: guys. You too. All right, uh, 202-885-8700. Call in to Fanatic Radio to talk about, I guess, baseball, college football, sports, anything in general. If you just want to call to tell us about your week, I guess we're open for that too. So... uh Nevertheless, getting back to college football, though. Uh, question I always ask every week, Dan: Do you get to catch any uh, college football games?
3: I actually caught the game last night with uh, Pittsburgh and South Florida. All right,
2: we'll get to that in a minute. I uh, yeah. got another call on the line. What's up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio.
3: Hi, oh yeah, my name is Matt
9: Zappala, and uh, I just want to talk about talk about my 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 Boston, my Boston Red Sox.
2: How about the Red Sox? What's your thoughts on them?
9: Oh my god. I was sitting in my luxury apartment on Street, and the collapse was right in front of my eyes.
2: Is it... do you think it's more of a disappointment that it took them an entire month to lose an 8.5 game lead?
9: I mean, what do you... how do we go off from here? What can we do to improve the team? Do we get rid of Big Papi? What
3: do we do? We did, and you, you got to get some more pitching, get some uh, depth I in the pitching, bullpen, man. and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just uh, you know, sign those two million a year guys to help get you through the seventh inning, which we didn't have, and another starter.
9: I uh, know. I mean, last time I was last time I was in Boston, it was a great game. I actually went to Fenway Park. It was Jason take bobblehead day.
4: Yeah, since then,
9: they did horrible. I yeah. mean, William Crawford, we get Crawford, and he does nothing?
3: Yeah, it, it was a true, yeah. disappointing season for him, like we mentioned in the beginning of the segment. But, yeah, um, anything else on your mind?
9: That's true, that's true. Well, listen, I got to go. I got to get prepared for bid party tonight.
3: All right, Matt. Take care. Don't die tonight.
2: Have a good Friday. All
9: right, kill you, sexy homie.
2: All right, as always, thanks for calling in. Uh, but yeah, you actually watch college football? Any Saturday games? Um, actually, the Saturday.
3: Yeah, who was um?
2: I think it was uh. The game big big games there? I liked were Alabama, Arkansas, which mm-hmm. I mean, we called Alabama to win. Again, that really intrigued me was Oklahoma State Texas A and M, which were sort of, I'm going to say two full weeks in the top ten, but Oklahoma State ended up winning, 30 to 29, very exciting game. Their quarterback actually threw for 480 some yards. Yeah, it was like 38 for 60. And apparently, I figured Oklahoma State they do ex- exactly what the team with Michael Crabtree and Texas Tech did a few years ago when they ended up being like when they ended up being number one Texas, they ended up getting in the top five. They run that spread offense, so. Mm-hmm. Naturally, when your quarterback goes off throwing at least sixty times a game, you're gonna put some numbers That's like on the board. An
3: NFL game. What do you think about the uh, Nebraska- Wisconsin game?
2: I'm looking forward to that because that is true Big Ten football. Mm-hmm. Uh, two predominantly running teams. I like I like Wisconsin. I think Monty Ball is definitely someone. A few years down the road, to make a run for. Oh, I guess I guess he's a senior this year, so he's definitely one of my contenders to win the Heisman. But a uh, quick story about Rex Burkhead. Uh, he's a Plano, Texas native, which is actually ten minutes outside my hometown. He is friends with guy. He went to high school with with teammates from my brother's club team. Really? So six degrees. My my brother knows Rex Burkhead. So. What do you know about that? He used to call Small him, world. He, yeah, they used to call him T Rex back in middle school. <laughs> same this same this kid would be the next Doke Walker, and he's actually uh, he's actually doing really well. Yeah. Especially against national competition. But I'm looking forward to that. Another big game last week was Clemson-Florida State.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: This is a team that... A Clemson team, I think, is on the rise and could challenge... They play Virginia Tech this week.
6: Yeah, that's going to so be a
2: So whoever wins that is essentially going to win the ACC. Because Florida State took a loss against Oklahoma and now a loss against Clemson in Death Valley. So I don't think the Noles can recover from that. Miami has too many losses as well because they'll eventually have to play Clemson and Virginia Tech. Right. Of course, I like Vautech, though. I feel like they're a team that can run the table. Got another caller? What's up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio.
3: Hi, this is Bernard Kravitz. I'd like to place an order for delivery. Could I have
9: one baked stuffed lobster? And uh, one cart of cigarettes for my sister?
2: We'll get to that as soon as possible. Any questions on your mind other than the lobster? Alright, again, phone lines are open two zero two eight eight five eight seven zero zero. If you want to talk about <laughs> more about the Red Sox just to get under Goldman's skin.
3: No, nah, we can change stuff. We can talk about anything. I'd rather talk about uh <laughs> dancing with the stars than the Red Sox.
2: Yeah, did she Hope Solo's on that show? Is she? Yeah.
3: I uh, should I should start watching.
2: I have, do not watch it. I just saw a commercial commercial 'cause A B C was um was college football that day. Oh wow. so but yeah, um uh, Another big game, Alabama, Florida. Florida is a team that I said in the beginning of this, I guess, school year, college football year, that they could actually contend for the SEC.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Game's in Florida, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's in Florida.
2: I feel like Florida will win. I like John Brantley, I think he's a good quarterback. I'm all for Charlie Weiss being offensive coordinator because he was able to make Notre Dame winners, bring the Chiefs to a <laughs> playoff berth, and I think he'll do well in Florida. Got another caller? What's up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio.
1: Hi! Hi! Is this, is this Wingo's? I'm trying to place an order.
2: This is Fanatic Radio.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. It's no, it was the last phone number I called. I thought it hit the Wingo's. It's not speed dial. Sorry!
3: Wingo's isn't kosher.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, we, uh, we're uh, getting our numbers mixed up. With uh some, I think they had us
2: on speed dial for a minute. I was like, I am touched. Our number one caller, <laughs> no Benjamin. Honestly, thank you, Noah. Love a Sean Atoba. Bye. A big also another game. Uh, USC ends up losing forty three twenty two. Which I feel like, of course, this is their final year of of eligibility. So I feel like they're literally going through a buzz talk.
3: What's your upset of the week?
2: Upset of the week. Mm. Baylor at Kansas State. Baylor is 15th ranked. They are a team that I have no understanding of why they're in the top 15. They're undefeated only because they face teams like Rice. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing Louisiana Lafayette, one of the bad teams they always play. Kansas State ended up, I think they ended up beating USC a
3: few weeks back. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct.
2: My, uh... I see K-State, as, and it's in Kansas State, so Baylor hates the cold. As any Texas team will know, just ask Texas that. Get to my upset after the caller. Alright, what's up? Thanks for calling in. This is yeah. Fanatic Radio.
4: Is anyone
2: there? Anyway, not Wingo's. <laughs> but, uh, Dan, what's your upset of the week?
3: All right, my upset of the week is a uh, 3.30 game on Saturday. It is actually Southern Methodist over
2: TCU. What do you think about that? Well, is not very good. <laughs> they don't have Andy Dalton anymore. That's another team Baylor beat. Everyone's all excited in Waco saying, oh, uh, Baylor, we're not a Texas Bowl anymore. We're making a run for the Big 12. They end up being a TCU team that doesn't have their star quarterback. But uh, another game also to look out for, UCLA-Stanford. Although UCLA did get, <coughs> I guess, romped by Texas, they're a team that could really slow down the Stanford attack. So I'm looking forward to that. Another caller. What's well, so up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio.
1: Hi, this is Phil. Hi. Uh,
12: uh, I was to your radio show for a little while. You had some interesting guests. Uh, I was uh, want to talk about Kobe.
2: Yeah, all right, yeah, uh, Black Mamba's going to Italy. What are your thoughts on that? What? Yeah, Kobe Bryant ends up, he said he's 95% close to
5: signing yeah, you
2: know, a 10-game deal with Vittes uh Vitis I mean, didn't much for the NBA. <laughs> well, of course, Dave, Dave Stern threatened the Players Association of a, a complete season lockout this week, unless something... Gets done, and at this point, I don't think anything is going to get done.
3: He'll get paid three million dollars for 40 days.
12: That sounds like a good deal. I'd take that.
2: I think I would. in cool. home country. I think it'd be Could cool. Be played
12: Kobe played in there. Kobe lived in Italy in the beginning of his life.
2: Yeah, his dad actually owned uh, a team called Olympia. And his dad played overseas. Yeah,
12: it'd be cool. A multilingual man.
3: Uh, we know you're familiar with Italy and you actually lived there for a couple months. Uh, where are the, where are the places Kobe should go? Good restaurants, good pub, good bars. Good bars, well,
9: all right.
12: Yeah, well, first of all, I was in Rome for a little while, and Ooh. I Kobe want to get a little get a little dinner. <laughs> if you want to go a little fuck out you could go to uh, Gilda, very very high class club. where you go to Pistacio. Very good. Everybody could go to Tony's if he wants to be with the locals and the fellow college students, which I imagine he would want to be with. He tends to like the younger women.
3: So when you <laughs> when you uh, were in Italy, how did how did did you see anything with the locals? Like, how do they do they like the NBA? Like, how will they respond to Kobe living there?
12: Actually, very surprisingly, uh, the NBA is their best well it's the second most popular sport in Europe. I especially in uh, Italy, because, you know, hockey's not popular in Italy. They don't go on ice. Uh, you know, you have you have uh, soccer that everybody watches, everybody's all into, and everybody's all about, you know, Italian soccer. But actually, everybody's very interested in the NBA. You know, most bars you go in, there'll be a soccer match and an NBA game, which I found to be very surprising. And Kobe is the love there, because he's seen as, like, uh, you know, uh, the local boy. Right. Yeah. You know, he's... Uh, He's Italy's homeboy, Muglian.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Phil, for the call.
12: Oh, you're welcome.
3: Happy New Year. Yeah, happy
2: New Year. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Kobe, Dan? Uh, is this, is this something he should do? I yeah. feel like it should.
3: For Kobe's sake, you know, he's in the bottom bottom couple years of his career. Uh, you, you play all the basketball you can until you can't do it anymore. And to sit around waiting for this lockout you know, it's not something he wants to do. So he'll make a, a cool three million dollars over <laughs> over what like, is it a month? <laughs>
2: yeah, I feel like that's just pocket change for him, though.
3: Yeah, it is. Just p- probably give that to his wife. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a cool move. I mean, a lot of players are doing it. I think this is the first like really high profile person to do it. Yeah, when,
2: when you look at um, look at Darren Williams, I mean, he was he was a good he's a good player, but yeah. he I mean he's an all star though. He was on the he? net, all star. You
3: know, yeah, he don't really cared. But, you know, Kobe's five-time NBA champion, MVP, blah, blah, blah. So, it's it's more of a big deal.
2: I think it's interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely looking at the uh, NBA players going overseas. Uh, we'll get that loaded up for you in just a minute. Yeah, not a lot of big names. I mean, unless you consider Trevor Booker, DeJuan Blair. Not really. Uh, Austin Day, John Diebler. A lot of the small guys going over. Ty Lawson and... Tal Austin going to Lithuania, Kenyon Martin going to China should be fairly interesting.
3: Funny story about uh, players during the lockout.
2: Oh, that's right. Delonte, Delonte West, West
3: actually got a job at a uh,
2: furniture store. Yeah, I heard he also applied to Home Depot.
3: He applied to Home Depot. Is this, he said this is the second job that he has. He's working two jobs to pay the bills right now. And I actually posted a picture of his uh, application that he had to all right, we'll finish this after the call.
2: What's up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio.
1: Yeah, I got a question for
11: Big D. What's good. Would you rather fight Darren LaVoy or Tyler Alouche, and why?
3: Ah, probably, probably Darren LaVoy because I don't want Munz all over me. So.
11: You also have to worry about his brother Dan as well.
3: His brother Dan, yes, and his brother Mitchell. He, he takes MMA, so.
11: I I'm going to go take
3: a shit. I'll, I'll talk to you later, Goldman. But uh, as I was saying, D- Delonte West posted a picture of his application on his Twitter. And under, have you ever been convicted of a crime? And, of course, Delonte West got arrested multiple times for uh, gun charges.
2: Right, when he's in Cleveland, right? Right. Yeah.
3: And uh, he checked off yes, and then it says, if yes, please describe in full. And it just says, misunderstanding. So I thought it was hilarious. But he got the job regardless.
2: Also yeah, I also I also saw that, that same application. Apparently there was a line saying, When can you start work? And he wrote <laughs> yesterday.
3: yesterday.
2: Yes. <laughs> and um Yeah. Which, which is funny, as it happens. He of course he graduated from St. Joe's, didn't he? Or did he leave when he was a junior? He graduated. I was gonna say if he if he didn't it'd be like he says
3: he's in Washington DC right now, but yeah, we, we can, we
2: can visit him. Who knows if we can actually find a Holy call- as well. Oh, uh, what's up? Caller, thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio. Hello. All right. No one's there. But, yeah, it definitely shows that players are going above and beyond throughout the lockout. They're not going to Europe, work for... You know, DeLante's
3: had a couple of good contracts. I think it's more of a yeah, publicity thing. Yeah. It's funny. I thought yeah,
2: funny. Yeah. I saw Nate Robinson, he posted a picture on his Twitter... With his shirt off and he was saying, who needs no lockout? I stay in shape. And we'll get to that photo in a minute. Got another caller. What's up? Thanks for calling in. You're all on Fanatic Radio. Hello? Hello.
0: All right. Um, I've got a question for Dan.
2: All right.
3: All
11: right. Uh, Dan, I was just wondering, where do you think um, David Ortiz is going to be watching the playoffs from this year?
3: Uh, he's probably going to be on a golf course or somewhere in the Dominican Republic by a pool, but I don't think he'll be watching. He'll just. You don't be, think uh,
11: he'll be going to a sports bar in the Bronx, maybe enjoying the Yankee game?
3: You know, you never know. I mean, he, he's that type of guy. He loves loves the sport. Loves Yankees fans, as you, you probably saw the like, uh, commercial. What are your
11: predictions for the uh, American League?
3: For the American League, I'm saying. Uh, let's see. We'll start with the Texas series, uh, and I'm saying Texas in four. Ooh, and I think
2: Texas Texas in five I feel like Texas in five with David Price pitching
3: Matt Moore is pitching uh, Game, well, game three Well not only
2: When David Price pitches He'll definitely win that
3: eh, game I guess But uh, yeah I trust Texas Hopefully but, And then uh, the Yankee series what, What's your prediction on that?
2: I say Detroit in
3: six Six? It's only five game series Is it really? Yeah
2: <laughs> I'll uh, say uh, oh I'm boy.
3: saying Detroit in five And that's not a homer pick I have nothing against The Yankees Unless right Curtis now Curtis
2: Granderson goes off
3: yeah, I mean, I just I just, I just like see that. pitching I just see pitching over offense and uh, he's definitely
2: my pick for AL MVP. You, you guys are
11: fools, man! Yankees and three.
3: <laughs> Yankees and three. All right. Well, thank you for the prediction.
2: And thank you for your call. I think you already hung up. Why don't you tell me it was five games? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I only watched the World Series, but unless, understandable. Like I said, I'm a basketball guy. Countdown. Actually, yeah, October 11th. We'll get to this in our AU thing. Is our Bender Madness, which is which is great this year because, of course, it's, it's Midnight Madness essentially. But I don't think it'll be at midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think yeah. our school's that. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I can hopefully we can convince our school to have it at midnight. It'd be really cool. We're actually having a faculty staff game before that, which I actually uh, was play by play for last year. Unfortunately, who's,
3: uh, who's the best staff basketball player?
2: I don't know. He works in um. CAS. He was like he's like a not a counselor, but he's like he works at the reception desk. I, oh, was doing some I was on the count. I
3: thought it was like professors.
2: Oh no, he was on the staff. Staff ended up winning last year. Best uh, faculty person. Uh yeah, a professor in CAS. I don't know his name though, but he had like six points. Oh. All so, right. I mean
3: Trains and Threes?
2: Yeah, but most of the guys from like, it was basically uh teachers and professors versus Public safety <laughs> and a coffee from TDR. <laughs> did, Kevin, did Kevin play? No, no, oh, he didn't. Man. Definitely like to see him out there. But then after that, it's uh, the introduction of the teams and whatnot. Come out and see Troy Brewer. Hopefully, uh, don't go over like five people. So I'll definitely lobby him for that. Hopefully, we can get him in the uh, studio next week. That'd be awesome. To have him talk a little bit about this season and his trip to Europe. But uh, what else were we talking about before that? Oh, yeah, baseball. Five five game series.
3: They're five game series in the ALDS and NLDS. And
2: then it goes seven to the pen. Then it goes seven. All right. So I feel like NBA should do that.
3: They actually used to. They just changed yeah. it about like seven years ago.
2: I don't like it. It's all. Be- I think they actually did that because. Um, oh no, they did. They did the two three two because of all the Boston Lakers series.
3: Because yeah, that's for media and it's stupid, but. Uh, it's dumb.
2: Mavericks still won, and hopefully if they walk out, they can be two year in a row champs unofficially. But, uh, yeah, look, it's back to his players overseas. A guy named Etwan Moore playing at Benetton Treviso, which is funny because he actually, uh, that's the team that uh, Vla- a former AU player, Vlad Mouravainu, plays on. Not really a big name, but uh, J.R. Smith going to China. Von Wafer, for you Celtics fans out there, he's going to Italy so he can possibly play against Kobe Bryant. And Darren Williams in Turkey. So, yeah, he's going overseas. I'm actually really excited because I actually watched the, um, what is it, FIBA World Championships in Europe, Mm -hmm. and Spain ended up winning. So I actually watched it for watching that. I'm really excited to see a lot of players in Europe take on some of the NBA stars. Uh, Got another caller. What's up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio. Yeah, so
0: how sick is Tony Romo for winning all those games despite the injuries to himself and his offense?
2: Just the fact that our center can't even snap the ball right is amazing to me well they
0: they were saying that the Redskins were uh, simulating the snap which is illegal the NFL just issued a memo uh, telling all teams you know reminding them that that is illegal
2: well ended up uh, not working out for them I'm actually props to the kicker ended up kicking what was that five field goals six field goals to end up winning the game it was a good Monday night game uh, Cowboys definitely have a lot of work to do though but this is definitely a win that they needed uh, shout out to Casey Bach, huge Cowboys fan. I know he was ecstatic. Also, uh, to Gerard Lee and all the other Redskins fans, there's still many games in the season. But if the Cowboys can't figure out a simple snap count and where your receivers are going when they face better teams, they're definitely, especially the Eagles, they're going to eat them alive.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm not a Romo guy, but he showed a lot of guts with uh, those that punctured lung and cracked ribs, whatever the hell he had, and... uh <laughs> If he can do that in the playoffs, he'll he'll have a uh, much better legacy than he has currently.
2: Yeah, it was definitely a big win for the Cowboys. But um, we'll go quickly back to college football, and then we'll do some NFL talk when we come back just to wrap up big games. Clemson at Virginia Tech, night game on ESPN2. Uh, Winner of that, possibly win the ACC. Alabama, Florida on CBS at 8 o'clock at night as well. And you can switch between that and Nebraska-Wisconsin. So those are the two big games to look forward to in the college football world. So when we come back, we will definitely talk about NFL, uh, Tiger Gets a New Caddy, AU Athletic Update. and Top five sports movies. Yeah, we'll continue our debate with that. And our final thought, but stay with us. You are listening to Smack Radio on WVAU.
4: Cain yeah. yeah. Kane is in the building yeah. up off your path. I don't switch up, I just laugh. Put my kicks up on they desk. Unaffected by their threats. Then get busy on they ass. See that's how that shut down made me, man. That's how my daddy raised me. That glittering may not be gold. Don't let nobody play me. If you are my homeboy, you never have to pay me. Go on and put your hands up when times is hard, you stand up. LUP the man, cause a brand that the fans trust. Oh, even if they ban Let them never slow my plans up. Three in the air for the kids in the ghetto Four for the kids that don't want to be there None for the kids trying to hold them back Five in the air for the teachers not scared To tell those kids that's living in the ghetto that this back that the world is dead Yeah, yeah, the world is yours I was once that little boy Terrified of the world Now I'm on a world tour I will give up everything Even start a world war For these ghetto girls and boys I'm rapping around the world for Africa to New York Haiti then I detour Oakland out to Oakland. Tell him look at me, boy. I hope your son don't have a gun and never be a D, boy. Uh you into, no matter what you see, when you look outside your window, brown grass or green grass, pick your fence above wire, never ever put them down, you just lift your arms higher, raise them to your arms higher, let them know you dare, that you struggling, and surviving, and that you gon' persevere, yeah, ain't nobody leaving. I'm a cup of shake. Go for first day before the mother cats try to get you. Get you moving. I'm hip. killing will leave every at me. Hip, girl. You about
2: Welcome back to Fanatic Radio, everyone. Here on WVAU. dot org. Little old school song for you. Many of you do not know this. I'll give it away. It's the theme song from NBA Live two thousand. Oh, Tim Duncan on the front. Thought they would come in handy one of these days. Just something to keep the spirits up as the NBA lockout will probably happen in a matter of days. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> only time will tell. But um. Definitely have our NFL segment, but first, this is a little contest. I guess we're doing here on the show. We're trying to discover the top five best sports movies of all time. We and uh, Danny,
3: we each, we did a lot of a uh, lot of searching and researching and uh, came up with our top five.
2: Yeah, because of course, uh movie Moneyball was just came out last week, and Dan actually got a chance to see it. Got mm-hmm. a little chance to review it. Did it live up to its expectation?
3: It was a good movie. Um, as a sports fan, you're going to find a lot of flaws in it, but good acting and uh, entertaining. But I was sitting next to Brad Pitt the whole time, and it was a little awkward, and I was, like, you know, writing bad reviews. That so. was a little weird. Yeah, but it's
2: a little tender moment there. Yeah, but he knows
3: what's up. Anyway, should I start with my number five? You should, yes. Alright, is my thing on?
6: King of Crash, the
4: Colossus of Clout, the Colossus of Clout, the Great Bambino Oh my God! You mean that's the same guy? Yes. yes.
3: And that was uh the Sandlot, bringing back to our childhood memories. If you never saw The Sandlot, then you had no childhood, that's just plain and simple. Yeah, I
2: in not even not being a baseball fan, I still saw that movie.
3: Of course, it's just a great ki- uh, kid's movie, and I mean, I'll still watch it to this death. All
2: right, you have your number four?
3: Oh.
8: Pay him. Pay that man his money.
3: And that was actually a movie, Rounders, in 1998 with Ben Affleck, I'm sorry, Matt Damon and uh, <laughs> Edward Norton and John Malkovich, as you heard there. And that's just what, honestly, I can quote that whole movie, and I just couldn't find a montage of quotes. So that was the quote I thought was most memorable when he finally won and uh, KGB as John Malkovich he means money. <laughs> I
2: was gonna say, what is, what is that movie actually about? It's Walking a poker on. movie. Poker movie. Poker
3: movie. And um, he loses all his money, blah, 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 tries to go pro, and wins it back from John Malkovich, who's a Russian mobster. Ah. Right great here. movie. Great quotes. Just all-around great movie. All
2: right. slowly so, segue segues us to number three.
10: The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely
3: come.
2: People will come. Love that movie.
3: Classic baseball movie with Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams. It actually uh, a
2: fun fact, I was actually my first PG-13 movie I saw when I was little.
3: Wow, what do you know about that?
2: I know, Timeless Classic.
3: And, uh, yeah, just great baseball movie. Any baseball fan would really appreciate it. And that was my number three. So, here's my number two. Number two? changing it up a little bit. It's
5: a good day, gentlemen. It's a good day to think about responsibility. It's a good day to ask yourself if on a personal level you're willing to accept that, if you're willing to accept the responsibility that you have to protect this team and this school and this town. And make no mistake about it, gentlemen, we are in the business of protecting this town. We're in the business of winning. The expectations could be any higher. We will win state. We will win state.
2: Can you be perfect?
3: That was uh, Friday Night Lights. Definitely one of
2: my favorite sports movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Just speaking a very that,
3: realistic...
2: Yeah, speaking from, I guess, uh, a Texan native perspective... Weren't you on the Permian football team? <laughs> no, I actually... Permian's actually like six hours west yeah. of downtown Dallas. But, Are they still um, a big-time football school? Yeah, it's funny. Texas divided up in... They have the the class system like 4A, 5A. Mm-hmm. 5A is sort of the big ones where all the guys from that go play at UT, USC... Florida, Miami, whatnot—they were 5A, so uh, they played against like the Dallas Dallas Carter's of the world. Right. Actually, Dallas Carter's now 4A.
3: And Dallas Carter was the team they played in the championship, right?
2: Actually, the semifinals. The, the movie they played in the championship, in the book, to actually they lose them in the semifinals. So, what
3: about real life? If It was the semifinals. Yeah. Okay, and it wasn't in the Astrodome.
2: It was at uh, Mike Myers Stadium, the uh, where the University of Texas plays down in Austin. So, who did they play in the Astrodome? No one.
3: Oh, I never played that. That's was
2: just Hollywood. Alright. But oh. but for the for those of you that have seen that movie, I can I can vouch a hundred percent that that is what football is like in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. or I guess any southern state. Really really get those Hoover High fans. Realistic uh movie. It's true, yeah. The city literally shuts down on Friday nights and there's a scene in the movie where they're at some fast food joint mm-hmm. and a guy comes up to Mike Winchell. Hands him his, his daughter and says, "Take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Take a picture of her and be like the next state championship quarterback." Yeah.
3: And this guy's like thirty five years old and he's still wearing his championship ring.
2: Yeah. He's like,
3: you know, go get it. Go get it.
2: Yeah, it's it's, uh, they, it's the teachers that are co- coaches at my school always walk around their football polos, have their old state championship ring from when Stafford led them in 05. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. It's Friday Night Lights. That's my school. And then basketball season rolls around and nobody goes to the yeah. games. <laughs>
4: But definitely
2: says football's king in Texas. That movie 100% backs it up. And that's coming from me.
3: And for my number one sports movie of all time.
8: You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. And for you seniors, it's your last one, so make it count. Because you'll remember it for the rest of your lives. Let's get (laughs) them.
3: And that was Rudy.
2: Get chills every time I watch that movie. Oh yeah,
3: great underdog movie. The uh, the soundtrack is just amazing, and and uh, yeah, that's my number one movie. That's a great speech given by the coach of the Notre Dame Irish.
2: It'd be funny. I guess that was before Lou Holtz era. Yes. Red right, Hot Mo- Montana era. It'd be funny if he actually did it. Yeah,
3: did it. That, would, that would be pretty funny. But uh, I don't think I don't think it was. They it
2: totally ruin the credibility. If only they can do that this year. I think they actually won. They beat Pittsburgh last week. Do they? So they're now 500?
3: Ah, two and two? Maybe they need a little Rudy inspiration.
2: Watch no BCS, but um, of course that was what we had. A poker movie, two baseball, two football. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not, not really a, the best movie of all time, but um, one of my personal favorites, though. Gotta love this scene. If you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend that you watch it.
13: Baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR as we call them. And, of course, my red-hot smoking wife, Carly, who is a stone-cold fox. Mm. Who, if you were to rate her ass on 100, it would easily be a 94.
4: Mm.
13: Also, I want to thank you for my best friend and teammate, Cal Notton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. Shake and bake. Dear Lord Baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your Baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. and It smells terrible, and no the dogs are always mm. bothering with it. Mm. Dear, tiny, infant Jesus,
4: Hey, um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. It's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby.
13: Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want.
4: You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good
10: so that God will let us win tomorrow.
13: Dear, tiny Jesus, your golden... Diapers with your tiny, little, fat, balled-up fist pawing he was the- a man. He had a beard. Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? I win the races, and I get the money. Ricky, finish the damn grace. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party, too, because I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party.
1: I like to picture Jesus as a ninja fighting off evil samurai.
13: I like to think of Jesus... Like with giant eagle's wings yeah. and singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with like an angel band. And I'm in the front row and I'm hammered drunk.
4: Hey, Cal, why don't you just shut up?
13: Yes, ma'am.
2: Talladega Nights one of my all-time favorite videos or movies of all time. I mean, it's nothing like, Oh, I guess when you look at it, being from being a NASCAR fan, it's sort of half and half. You can either take it one way, being that's actually what they do, but then again, that's not what they Highly do. Highly unlikely. Yeah, there are people like that out there, though. And another, uh, one of my personal favorite clips, sticking with the whole Will Ferrell scene. The
13: Powerade is delicious, mm. and it, it cools you off on a hot summer day. for dog night. Fellas, it's looking great. We're 30 seconds away from taking this thing. Yeah, he's right. Uh, let's try to win, but not win by too much. we don't want to win by too much? Uh Uh-uh. What the hell are you talking about? Corn dogs. What? See, if we score 125 points, that means we got to give everybody in here a free corn dog, right? Yeah, sorry, Marks, we don't even got corn dogs. Corn I don't care. We're taking it to them, all right? Hey, we're up by seven, okay? Can't we just take it easy? Run the clock out? We're talking a lot of corn dogs. I don't give a shit about the corn dogs, all right? We play hard every second. We run the offense. Everybody got that? Right on, Yeah. You got that, Jackie? Uh-huh.
2: Okay, bring us together, man. One, two, three. Let's get tropical! Have you seen the movie Semi-Fro? I have. Love that movie. It's uh, about the old ABA and how you know teams would do crazy promotions any way they could to um, get fans in the seats and literally for the Flint Tropics, they had Corn Dog Night. They scored 125 points. You'd get it. So uh, going back to the NFL or NFL debate, also phone lines are still open for those Last-minute callers I want to call in, uh, 202-885-8700. Uh, we talked about the Fournette football game for the Cowboys, Redskins. The Lions-Vikings also went off and Lions now 3-0 to join the Bills. Mm-hmm. Are these teams for real?
3: I have said it in the beginning of the year before the season started. I think the uh, Lions will make the playoffs. And Matthew Stafford's playing amazing.
2: I know, yeah, someone was saying, one of our calls was saying, uh, I think it was Rosenberg, was saying that Steve Young was saying that the best wide receiver Fitzpatrick to whoever. Right. i say Stafford to Calvin Johnson this year
3: <laughs> so far. i say Brady and Moss was better.
2: Well, I mean, like, this year.
3: Ah, uh, okay, yeah.
2: Straight cash only. Brady Welker. Still trying to come back. But um, games you are looking forward to this week. Any big NFL matchups? For me, it's definitely Lions-Cowboys. Uh, Matt Stafford returns home to Dallas, I believe, for the first time in his NFL career. Either that or they played some Thanksgiving matchup. But anyway, he comes home to Dallas, which uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people from Holland Park will come out to uh, go see them Cowboys Lots also see Matty Stafford. That's a, gr- that's a great game right there. Um, Can't I'm wait lo- for that.
3: Looking forward to the uh, Carolina-Chicago game. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. Really? I really no. I really I don't care about that game.
2: Speaking of that, how did you like that whole trick play? That Do you see that? The Bears run the fake punt or whatnot, or the...
3: I didn't see it. I heard about it. I did not watch it though.
2: It was funny. It just shows how much of an effect Devin Hester has on, on the game because oh, yeah. he ran over one, one side of the field, and all the Packers ran over it. It couldn't look like he was gonna fair catch it, but when you watch it from I guess the Fox had it, the camera the, to the punter's back, the punter kicked it to the left. And I was like, Devin Hester's not on the left. All of a sudden, there goes Johnny Knox running off the field. Yeah, has a touchdown. Wow! Ends up being called back for a holding play. Ah, well, we not know about that. Which complete, of course, uh, it's the week of uh, refs making bad calls. They should have been a holding. They should have given the Bears a touchdown. Then an onside kick and actually make a game out of it. The Packers ended up winning. Game I'm looking forward to: Vikings-Chiefs battle of the 0 and 3s. Yeah. Uh, wow. so hopefully, uh, Kansas City can actually get one win. Let's hope McNabb
3: can score. Can throw for over 100 yards this time.
2: He had a. He was four. Yeah, he's already yelling has 478 yards this year, which is anything less than stellar. Uh, Patriots Raiders for all you Pats fans out there. I mean.
3: Jets Baltimore. That's a good game. Yeah. That's, that's
2: a Sunday night, isn't it?
3: Right, yeah. And what a terrible Monday night game. India Tampa Bay.
2: Oh, I, there you go there's the ESPN thinking that Peyton Manning yeah, right. would uh... there goes your run yeah. alright I've still got about 10 minutes left in the show if you still want to call in 202-885-8700 any final thoughts or what not um, another thing ESPN.com and True Hoops Network are doing a, a little case study where they find the best 100 they rank the top 500 players in the NBA in a little uh, downer moment LaVoy Allen Rickyetta Temple is the 500th Poor guy. How much money is he making, though? Probably mm-hmm.
3: something we wouldn't feel bad for.
2: More than less combined. Who knows? I, I don't even think he's going to Europe. So, who knows what he's up to? Uh, some more things to touch on. How disappointed are you that Matt Kemp didn't win the Triple Crown?
3: Honestly, I'm happy he didn't because, you know, the last player who won it was Kyrie Laskramski really? for Red Sox. And uh, I don't want anyone else to win it. Just Like, I don't want anyone else to hit 400. Like, uh... Teddy Williams.
2: That's true. He actually he, he led the NL in home runs. He actually won that. He hit a home run in his last game of the year. So he led and in home runs? He beat P- Prince Fielder by one. He led in RBIs. And he was third behind Reyes and Ryan Braun. Uh, how many points? Five? Like a tenth. Like Tenth point. of a point? Yeah, it was... um Oh, I'll bring that up. He was, it was, Point uh, three three seven was Reyes, Kemp had point three two four. Okay. So a hundredth of a point, right? Right, right. That's, that's like what, like a hit? I could have made all the difference.
3: Yeah, exactly that, and Jose Reyes, you know, taking himself out.
2: Yeah, Also, I heard they were going to throw a, I guess in his hometown, like, is that a parade for him and everything?
3: For Reyes? Or yeah, for Reyes. His hometown in Dominican? I think so, yeah. Huh. For a batting championship, all right, well... Uh,
2: more for, uh, I guess, more sticking with baseball. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have the whole MVPs, more playoff coverage, and whatnot. Just to say, it, Verlander and Clayton Kershaw won the pitching titles for the regular season. I guess what the MLB does that. with uh, Kershaw, 21 wins, 5 losses, 2.2 ERA leads the majors with that. Verlander... Most wins this year, 24. Almost sudden only five losses. It's just straight up amazing for that.
3: <laughs> Ian Kennedy, I mean, what a dark horse there. Yeah. Four, 21 wins, four losses.
2: 2.88.
3: Almost 200 strikeouts. 220 innings. Great season. Right.
2: And he's still in the playoffs. Um, American University Sports, for those Eagles listening in. Our men's soccer team actually went lights out this past week. Won 3-0 against Colgate in our first Patriot League match of the season. 3-0, which is the largest win they've had this year. (laughs) And they ended up backing up beating ACC powerhouse Virginia Tech 1-0. So they go on the road this weekend. Uh, Best of luck for them. Our field hockey team plays Lehigh tomorrow. I'm actually going to be on the call for that. Play-by-play for Eagles Vision TV. Also, women's soccer beat George Washington on Monday. And we'll have their second game of this week tomorrow at 2, I believe. Is that or
3: 1. You Again, know what the coach tells them before the game?
2: Winning is the only thing. It's the every- Winning isn't everything is the only thing. Oh, the only God, thing. you're just butchering I it. I know. You're saying say it. I'm not worried winning,
3: winning is not everything. It's the only thing.
2: Yep, that's our, that's our motto. Uh, and, of course, any final thoughts before we end up the show?
3: I think our NHL Insider Corey Ward has something to say about our uh, movie choices.
7: That's guys here. That's guys.
3: Airs, boys. Airs all around
7: today. Airs <laughs> all around. Well, let's get going. First off, how can you bring up the best sports movie and not bring up any given Sunday? Come on now. Totally. It was
3: only top five. We had to leave out a
2: couple movies. Well,
7: I'm just talking top five. This is number one. This is number one. That inspirational speech, that'll take us into the weekend.
2: Anything else for your any other, any other errors? Did we do a good job? Yeah,
7: you guys did a good job today. I mean,
2: I can't I can't really call
7: myself error guy when I uh, I mean maybe I am the error guy when I uh, turn say Chris Chris Johnson. <laughs> I know, right? He's yet to have a,
2: it's a four games into the NFL season, or three games. He's yet to have a hundred yard game.
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I a lot of a lot of people are saying that. Well, I mean, originally, of course, that it was because he was missing training camp. But you know, some people are saying that it's just. His offensive line is him and not him and his offensive line are definitely not on the same page and uh, he's not really hitting the holes like he needs to be. So, um, but there's definitely some good sleepers to pick up as well in the waiver wire. So,
2: also uh, golf news: Ty- uh, Tiger Woods got a new caddy, guy named Byron Bell. Tiger, will that have any effect?
3: Nope.
2: Absolutely. That won't have effect, but. You'd be crazy. He's done, man. No, he's
7: not done. Are you kidding? I'm sick
2: of Tiger news. He, so I think it was last week. we were saying that Greg Norman said in Golf Magazine he's never going to win another major. Are you a Tiger Woods fan?
3: Oh my God! I mean, it's good for the game of golf because if yeah. Tiger Woods isn't playing, who the hell wants to watch? Like, oh, I think it's Rory actually more Rory. exciting. Rory.
7: Absolutely, it's much more exciting when yeah, Tiger's not. Six, well, I mean,
3: it's exciting with him there and
7: without him there. Golf's a great sport to watch, but right. I mean, come on, you can't say Tiger's not going to win another major. I mean, I think it's
2: absolutely ludicrous to put him on the Presidents Cup team. Yeah, uh, no, that's true. But Just the media person. Hey, we got a final, uh, couple, one last caller, hopefully. What's up? Thanks for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio. Guess who?
5: What?
8: Guess who?
5: Guess-, Je- guess
7: who or the Jet Stink? I don't know. I'm all right with the Jet Stink. I can't really hear what he's saying. What? Uh, T-Ray more.
3: All right, hilarious call. Good job. well done. Um, but anyways, Corey wanted to play a little clip from his top sports movie of all time, and uh we'll give him a minute to do that.
8: Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think I mean. I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in America. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. you find out life's just game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. to pieces for that inch. Yeah. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning
4: and losing.
7: Yeah. Between
2: living and dying. There, it is, there I know, it is. I know Pacino would play the role as a coach. Oh, come on now. Hua! How about Between that? living and dying. <laughs> all right, but yeah, that'll do it for us on um, this week's edition of Fanatic Radio. For our our turning reality, Corey Ward, uh, slash fantasy, slash NHL insider.
7: For all those NHL fans, take a look at the suspensions being handed out across the league. Interesting analysis there by Brandon Shanahan.
2: Yeah, we'll definitely uh, get more from you next week about the whole gay comments. Ooh. NHL. Stay tuned for that. Also, uh, Sean Avery.
7: That's the only time you'll hear me say that.
2: <laughs> like, like to thank um, our callers. Anyone else that called into the show. Hopefully, we can get a guest next week. Fingers crossed that the athletic department will come through. But uh, yep, for Core uh, Work, Dan Goldman, I'm Michael Gardner. Make sure to go to Facebook.com/slash/NACRadio for more inside info on the show, and keep in touch. Keep in touch with us. Uh, don't forget Fridays, two to four. You're Best shot, best show for sports and music.
3: Lashana Tova.
2: Period. Yeah. Thanks for. Uh,
3: racks on racks.
2: Turn it into the show. And Rangers fans, get your antlers up. It's October time. Hey,
4: back, backs on backs on backs.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just
9: about anywhere.